This is the Handmade Brooklyn Podcast, Episode 6. Handmade Brooklyn Business Lifestyles Tips to Succeed HandmadeBrooklyn.com Hey guys, welcome to Handmade Brooklyn Podcast. This is Megan, and I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today on episode six, we're going to do it a little bit differently today. I'm going to have a guest host with me, and we're going to talk about custom work. First, let me say, Shopify, you are awesome. Thank you so much to Shopify for everything they do. Shopify is an e-commerce platform that is going to help you increase your business. They're going to take your e-commerce business up a notch and help you I mean, with anything you need for to run your e-commerce site successfully. Hosting, payments, SSL, credit cards. I mean, the first, I used to host my own site, and it actually went down on Black Friday. It wouldn't allow people to check out. You know, kind of an important weekend to have your website running successfully. After that, I was just like, I can't. So I worked with Shopify. It was so smooth and so simple. They are awesome. So when you're ready to grow your business, especially if it's an e-commerce site, head over to Shopify. They're doing a super cool thing and giving everybody a 14-day free trial. You don't even need to add your credit card. Just go to handmadebrooklyn.com Shopify, and it'll take you right to get started. So like I said, we're going to do things a little bit differently today, and I'm going to have a guest host on this guest host, her name is Laura Fisk. She is the owner of FiskandFern.com. Fisk and Fern is a paper goods and illustration company in Austin, Texas. Now, I met Laura, let's see, maybe like six years ago, and we used to actually do craft shows together all around the city or street markets or whatever you want to call them. But she left, she moved to Austin and we still keep in touch. She has the most amazing son, his name is Griffin, but she also has the most amazing pug. Pug's name is Salsa, and it's just all over her Instagram. I love Salsa. I've never had the opportunity to meet Salsa, maybe pretty soon, but it's just, she's an amazing dog. I love dogs. I can't help it. So today we're going to talk about should you take on custom work? Should you make that a part of your business? This is sort of fitting for me because actually the idea behind this episode came because by the time this is released, I will have dropped my, well, one of my biggest custom clients. And I want to say it wasn't an easy decision, but it just was. It was, I'm probably not a nice person to say that, but it just came to a head that we needed to separate. And so I finished the last project for them and let them know that, you know, I think they've outgrown me and they probably need to find another one, another uh, manufacturer. But I don't want to start this off negatively and I hope that didn't come across negatively. I guess it probably did, but I'm really happy about it. And I think honestly, you know, nobody likes a breakup but it's probably better for them too. I think they need to be handled a little bit better than I was able to be hand- to handle them. 
So hopefully we'll all have some perspective later on and we'll be friends again. Who knows? But without further ado, I'm going to bring on Laura. Check her out. So hey, I'm here with Laura Fisk of FiskInFern.com. Hey, Laura. Hey, Megan. Hey. So you know, you and I are now past five years of knowing each other. My God. Yeah. Where did we meet? Do you remember? Oh, well, uh, we met at, we met at one, some craft fair. I'm not sure which one. Let me think. Oh, wow. I don't know. I know. I was trying to think of that today. Obviously one in Brooklyn. I guess. Oh, no, no. Actually, we met, which you claim to not remember, but we met at Handmade Arcade one year. I was across the way from Squidfire, and you were to my left. Oh, my God. That was the only year I had done Handmade Arcade. That was it the was only my year. second year. It was such a great show. I just never worked out that I could ever do it. But, <laughs> yes, that is where we met. And then I think we met – then we oh, – no, no. I thought we met at that really bad show in Queens. But, no, then we met at another one. But I was like, oh, right. You were my catacorner neighbor. <laughs> I was so intimidated by you. Oh, please. I was. I totally that was. That intimidating is hilarious. I know. And, like, <laughs> you're so you're so sweet and you're so funny. It's just, I knew you're, I knew Fisk and Fern before. And so when you. Also hilarious. But I, I guess I knew it from Squidfire or maybe from you yeah, doing Hannah Arcade. Then I was next to them. At my first show, at Handmade Arcade, which was my first show the year before, uh-huh. I was on Squidfire on my right and my favorite mirror. Oh, yeah, Kelly. Now, you know, now Uncommon Rebels, or <laughs> they're called now, and on my left, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I made any sales that show was amazing, because oh, <laughs> but... both of them were, like, mobbed, and they were so together and amazing. They're, they're always mobbed. Oh, my mobbed. God. Anyway, so I wanted to talk to you about doing custom work and obviously you have a much different business than I do, but we still both have custom clients. And so I just wanted to talk about kind of both sides of that. So, um, did you decide when you launched your business that you wanted to do custom work or did that just kind of come after? You know, I'm not, I feel like when I started the business and still, um, I really had no idea really what, even, I, I mean, this sounds so ridiculous, but I didn't really understand what like an illustrator was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go to art school. I, you know, I've been taking art classes on the side while working in advertising. And like, so I knew there were people who were graphic designers mm-hmm. and art directors and like all these fancy people. And I didn't quite really even understand what an illustrator was. I kind of considered myself a printmaker because I knew what that was. <laughs> um, and then it was like, I read this, which I can't remember the name of, which I can send to you, but it was like some, you know, the business of illustration or something like that. And it was just like, like a literal light bulb turned on in my head. And I was like, oh, that's what I do. So I think when I started the business, I saw like doing custom work more as doing custom printing, okay. which obviously there's a whole genre of that. But now I, but so, so that was like, oh, I could do custom printing. And then people would ask me like, oh, can I do a custom drawing or something like that? And I, I use the word drawings specifically because I didn't really even see it as like an illustration like oh I do that too you know? <laughs> so now I fancily say I'm an illustrator it sounds really fancy but um it was really just drawing so like so that kind of happened 
And people would say like, oh, could you do this? And I was like, okay. And then I charged way too little and whatever. So I guess for me, I see custom as both custom printing, which is something I really don't do anymore unless it's with a custom illustration or custom illustration, which is, you know, is fun and can be really cool. So what do you mean? Like uh, you printing out custom cards for people that you won't, you won't do that. Like, I mean, you know, there's a whole business of custom printing. Like people have, T-shirt, T-shirt, I mean, T-shirts are always the, the main thing that shops do, but, like, there are, in every town, as I always, when people ask me, like, oh, can you do a custom printing? I'm like, wherever you are, whatever town in America or around the world you're in, there is a screen printing shop, <laughs> and you can go to them, and they can do a much better and a much quicker job than I would do, because right. my business is not really set up to do custom printing in large amounts. Um, so if you have, you know, a logo that you want printed on a shirt or an apron or whatever, um, tote bag, you can go to a screen printing shop and they can do that for you. So that's kind of custom printing. But I've done custom printing like um, some lady wanted a pancake monster, but she wanted it to say in Spanish um, for her wedding, which was like one of my favorite projects. It was so cute. So it said like, you know, panqueques or something. And, you know, I did the printing for that, but it was because it was a custom you know, I did the custom lettering and adapted the pancake monster and printed that on the towels. So that was, you know, that's custom printing that I'll do as long as it involves a custom illustration. I love that because, you know, for me to do custom work, that does mean that I have to produce the physical products, you know, the soaps or the candles or whatever. And um, so I really love hearing the different side of that where you're more giving them the digital and they can take it. Um, I think that's just really... I think that's the better way to go. (laughs) Well, it depends on how you're set up. You know, like if I was, you know, there's, I'm in Austin, Texas, and so there's a lot of really good screen printing shops here, and they're great. You know, I mean, it's a great business model if you're set up correctly because there's always someone who needs T-shirts printed, you know. So, but, but for me, it's not like, you know, I don't have every, I mean, I do really, but I don't have every color ink or the types of ink that you need printed or, you know, I don't order a lot from, uh, you know, companies where, you know, they have t-shirts. I have my kind of list of people, but it's not like, it's not my every day. So I feel like for you though, it's like, as long as it fits within your product line, if you have those, you know, tubes for lip balms. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I can't can't even use examples because I'm so fat when it comes to the beauty care, but you have all that stuff. So it makes a little bit more sense for, you know, for you to do that sort of stuff. Right. Or I could source it for, you know, I know where to source it for enough quantity that a small custom job is fine. You know, exactly. Right. But, um, so for me, when I like, when I do custom work, I like to do custom work because, you know, for my business, I've had trouble curbing my enthusiasm with <laughs> you know, making new products and I love making new stuff. So, I've really had to stop doing that for my own business or at least temper it a little bit. And so for me, custom work is always really fun because it's something new that I get to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's great because then it could lead you to something else, but then yeah. you're being paid. <laughs> you're being paid for your experiments kind of. So do you think that it is just hindsight wise, do you think it's better to incorporate custom work into the beginning of your business or do you think that it's something that you can just kind of pick up successfully as you go along? Ooh, that's a good question. I think 
I think it's something that I wish I kind of incorporated more early on from an illustration side. Okay. Like, and I'm actually kind of trying to do that now, but I'll finish answering your question first. But I think because anytime I've not liked doing custom work is that I haven't charged enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's always that, um, thing where you want to get the job. So you charge too little. Right. And, and especially I find, and it, it's for many reasons, but if you're just a person and you know, you're some lady and you want a custom illustration of you and your cat, which was a real request. Um, and you want to pay $15 for it. Well, I can't help you. Right. That's, because, that's a Fiverr job. That's not a custom illustration. Job. Right. And it's like, you know, and then I'll write back and say, well, I'm going to charge you, you know, at least 150, which is still too cheap. Right. Um, and then, you know, you don't hear back from them. And I think there's this very, um, big disconnect for a lot of people and it's just more like education and not realizing it and also not wanting no one ever wants to pay for anything because we're Americans, but that, you know, I see you have a $4 card or a $16 tea towel, um, on your site. And I think, so if I write you that, you know, that illustration you did only costs $4. Right. So why should this custom thing cost <laughs> right. a lot more? And I think, so for me, I, I wish I kind of had, earlier on some sort of almost semi custom or, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, I troll around on Etsy or, you know, on their own site and it's like they can almost build your little family or whatever, you know, brown hair and do all that stuff. Um, or just some, like, I just, I, I wish, I guess I thought about the pricing more of it early on, but that's something kind of, you just have to learn as you go. Um, so if I was prepared early on to have someone pay a lot for it or whatever, then I would have been fine from it from the start. So I think it's just kind of understanding, you know, your, you know, how long it's going to take you to do something and kind of standing firm and being strong in your pricing and all that. Yeah, I totally agree. That's one of the things that I struggled with too. When people would have first approached me and asked for custom work, I'm like, how much would this be? And I didn't know. I was like, uh, wholesale cost of my normal products <laughs> and I, you know I found out the hard way that it is a lot more expensive with my time to custom these you know create these custom formulas and these custom scents yeah. and get their approval and then get their samples done you know for me if I'm charging five dollars wholesale for a product that's because like you said it's like the four dollar card you know it's not that illustration cost you four dollars to make. It is spread out over all of these cards and all of I'm these things. Sell X number of them so that each time I sell it, it make it built. You know, it's making back my thing. Another thing too is, and I'm sure actually you probably run into this far more, like setting parameters. Oh God, yeah. You know, like you only get two. You know, I haven't actually run into too much problem with this because I mean it's just a drawing and people know what they're going to get. But I did have this issue in the beginning, like biting off more than I could chew or mm -hmm. not understanding my style enough to be like, no, I'm not going to do a custom portrait of you and your family. And it has to look like you because right. that's not, that's not where my strengths are. So if you want a family of pancake monsters, I can help you. Yeah. If you want some like fuzzy, weird monsters, <laughs> great, you know, 
But, you know, for like, I'm, I'm sure you probably have way more to say about this, but parameters, like, you only get this many samples. It's going to take this long. I need yeah. however long it takes your things to cure, like all those things. And I think you have to really learn that as you go, like, because you'll just get, you know, you'll just get eaten alive <laughs> if, you, if you don't realize there are parameters you need to set. Yeah, that was one thing that I really, um, in the beginning, and it's not that I charged correctly for it, but even for my first client, I was like, okay, if you want me to do a custom scent, um, it's it'll be this much an hour, and it still wasn't enough, but minimum right. of two hours. So even if you just mm -hmm. want, you know, lavender and patchouli and you just want half lavender half patchouli it's still going to cost two hours because that's mm -hmm. still my time for sourcing for you know getting these prices that you need it to be you know that kind of thing so um that always kind of helped me a little bit with my parameters with charging just to make sure i was kind of covering my own work but it's difficult it's difficult right. to figure out all the different ins and outs of you know you think and I think rightfully so that everybody, nobody's really trying to screw the other person over intentionally at, at the beginning. But right. I think that, you know, when someone approaches you for custom work, they're approaching you because they saw what you do and they like what you do. And they think that they can incorporate what you do into their business. And that's flattering, but I yes. think that a way to look at it is they're approaching you because they like what you do. And, you know, they, like I said, they like the work that you do. They want to incorporate it into their own business. So they're not going to try and, you know, undermine, well, maybe undermine you, but, but you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to try and run you out of business because they like what you do and they want to incorporate it into what they right. do. And I think, I think there's just a thing too with, with costs and setting those parameters and setting, I think that's for me too, like it's having that minimum, right. you know, like no matter what, it's going to be whatever. So do you, you mean know, like I, minimum per unit or, well, for, for, for me, it's not per unit for it's hours, yeah. image, you know, like I think it's more like, and it is true. I actually, I forgot that I, I have done some recently. I did do some custom printing, but paper printing, which for me is like I put it in a separate area. There's like fabric printing, which I never <laughs> want to do custom. And then there's paper printing, which I'm like, Oh, that sounds like fun. I'll do that every so often. <laughs> it's way, it's just, it's for me, it's way easier. So, sure. but you know, it's like, it has to be a minimum of, you know, like $150 or something, which sounds so low, but it depends on the job. But it's like, I can't, you know, everything just takes so much time with custom. And I think there's always a sticker shock. Like I almost sticker shock myself. Right. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Like, is it really worth that much? And then you end up spending so much time on it that you're like, even if you're not spending a lot of time on it, that you're like, yes, of course, this was worth the cost. So actually, I think the more you do you custom work, the more, yeah, the more you do custom work, the more you um, kind of are, you just, you're like, that's the price. And also, <laughs> totally. And I also think that in the, you know, the longer you are in business, the more confident you get with your business. Yes. And I think that yes. usually helps too. Uh, how have people, so have you ever gone out for custom work or do people usually approach you? Um, definitely people approach me. I have a, I have an illustration website mm -hmm. separate from my business website. So I just have that. Um, I finally built that back up again because I had just kind of, um, you know, been focusing on the business a lot and not really thinking about that as much. And, um, so I kind of wanted to kind of 
re, you know, go back to that. Sure. Um, and so I've just kind of built up my illustration site, which I feel for me, you know, it is kind of the way if someone writes you about, I'm interested in doing something custom or whatever that you can just, I can send them that site opposed to um, my product site because it's, you know, then it, then you see just straight work that I've done versus, um, you know, uh, like products. Sure. Because I think it, you know, it's, it shows your range. Yeah, it shows my range. It shows that, you know, if you're looking at a dish towel that's one color, I think as a client, it's kind of confusing because it's like, oh, so you're going to do a one color thing. And it's like, no, no, it'll be full color. But, you know, people can't picture those things right. unless they see them. You know, it's just like kind of the reverse. If you're going to do a product, you know, it's like, which I haven't done, you know, like if you were to do like a you know, an actual item for them. Like if I was going to do a dish towel for them, I would then mock up the final, like, you know, image on the dish towel for them to see what it looks like in a photo. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the reverse. You want them to see just a drawing, you know, an illustration, whatever, not in the context of a thing. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. So have you, I've never, uh, I've never gone out, specifically looking for custom work I um it's always kind of fallen on me and that's not a humble brag it's something that <laughs> I I wasn't ever really interested in doing custom work but then like I said for I, you it's, I feel it's different because your name isn't on it right like it's almost like you're right. visible right yeah I'm I am just the manufacturer there's no um there's no signature really, unless you really knew my product, like you knew my, my own products and you're like, this kind of feels like MSC, but then you are probably my mother because I don't, right, right. I, I don't even think that I would be able to, you know, do the Pepsi challenge when it comes to <laughs> what, like, I said, like, it's almost like the reverse because it's like, I feel if I do a custom illustration, I'd get more credit, yeah. you know, and for me, we were talking about this a while ago, but you know, for me, I would love to, and I've been saying this for years, but to do sustainable custom work for me, it's really about licensing. So, yeah. you know, then, and then you actually do kind of become that invisible person too. So you're doing a pattern or a drawing or whatever that goes on another thing. And, you know, it's manufactured by someone else, which is really great. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'll get my act together and, you know, start to go in that direction a little bit more. So to drum up that business, it's a whole fun headache you know you need to either approach companies or realistically you need to find an agent so it's a lot of work on that end but if I could ever get myself together to do it it would be really worth it because then you're not I don't have to worry about the inventory I don't have to worry about the back end you know I just have to worry about the image which to me is very exciting you know it's like I don't have to worry about the headachey stuff right, absolutely. you just you just get to draw or you yeah. just illustrate. That sounds oh, well, the, the, all of the agent stuff. It sounds like getting a sales rep. Which yeah, you know, if anyone listening has never done that before, it is really difficult to find sales reps that are quality and that will um, also that fit you. It might be a great rep, but they just aren't the right fit for you. Yeah, totally. The story of my life. So <laughs> <laughs> just like it's finding your niche and finding people that are in your niche that can sell it for you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so where have you ever found resources that were good for learning about how to do custom work? 
Well, I think for licensing, so for me, I feel like in illustration or design world, um, are those the, custom, um, I feel like the holy grail of custom work is licensing. Um, so that means you are, you do a design and then you're paid a certain amount and then you basically get royalties based on that design. Is design world a trade show? Is that what that is? No, no. In the world of design. Oh, sorry. I, I remember that there were, well, what there's is probably a trade show called design world. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's uh surtex and I, again, all this stuff, I'm totally, I feel like I'm really speaking out of turn because this is all stuff that I've just read or learned about or whatever, and not have actually done. So to be clear, <laughs> um, but it really is. Like, I mean, if you want to be like a working illustrator, you can either do, um, you know, work for publications, you can do, um, you know, children's books, which would be amazing, or you can do like licensing stuff. I mean, there's obviously other avenues, but those are kind of some of the main ones. Um, so again, that goes back to finding an agent and right. custom work and stuff like that. I took, um, a licensing class years ago that basically like completely rocked my world. Um, I took it at SVA and I'm blanking on the teacher's name, um, school of visual arts, but it was a really great class. So things like that, um, right now there's a lot going on with, um, Lilla Rogers and she teaches these like make art that sells classes. Okay. Um, you know, and it's all about getting, you know, people, you know, illustrators or designers or whoever, you know, trying to understand the process and learn about it and, um, you know, then becoming a working um, person. No, I was going to say, um, I'll add all that info in the show I'll notes on the I'll website. Send, so I'll send you some links. Yeah, please. I will put them on the show notes website so people can click them and head that's to that. Cool. So that sort of stuff I have, you know, I've really looked into a lot of that and, you know, it's all very, very interesting, and, you know, I just need to actually kind of get there. I like it. Uh, for me, there was never... Yeah, for you, what are, like, what are the next steps for custom stuff? Do you even want to do them? Um, I like doing them. I, I like working with clients that have a vision of what they want. So one of my uh, clients last year wanted to do a candle that incorporated sent notes that were in her business name. So like if your business name was, I don't know, Rose and Jasmine designs, then she wanted a custom candle that was Rose and Jasmine scented. And so that was really cool. That was really fun to work on yeah. to, to kind of make those scents come together in a way that um, she liked, you know, not to nerd out too much about it, but there are, I don't know, hundreds of different, rose scents that you can incorporate. And I'm sure there's as many Jasmine different scents that, so it was fun to kind of search that out and come up with blends that worked for her. But, um, cool. as far as for me, you know, if it comes to me and it's a good fit for my company, then I feel like maybe I'm at the point where I'll take it on, but I'm, still, I'm not interested in actively searching out for it. Um, especially because like I've talked about before, I want to start systematizing my business and kind of working myself out of it. So I think taking on custom work while I'm trying to do that too, might be difficult. I think it has to be, you know, find <clears throat> other people that can do my stuff. And then once I do that, then I can look at having them do custom work too, or, you know, just being a liaison, if that's what it takes. Uh, right. It is what it is, but I've never really found any resources for my own line for how to do it. Um, it's 
for me, it's just mostly been talking to other people and uh, especially in my industry. So like talking to other soap makers or other candle makers and so what do you charge or yeah. not, not even what do you charge, but like how have you been screwed over by your clients so that I know how not to be screwed over or, you know, all of these um, different things. For me, one of the biggest things that I put early on because I had heard so many horror stories about it is in every price quote, anything that had to do with custom work that would be sent to a client for review or approval, I put all sales are final when it comes to approved custom jobs. Um, yeah. I heard so many horror stories about people that didn't have that in there and they'd spend all this time and effort into doing custom work and then the client would say, no, never mind. Or, <laughs> then, nah, that isn't what I, I didn't really like that. Right, and then what do you do? So uh, I think it's always really important to list out, you know, explain like I'm five, list out all the terms that are going to be part of it. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to just parameters and, yeah. and I mean, really too, having, I mean, again, I'll, and again, I'm saying kind of the, you know, the, the, the gold standard of stuff, but if you're worried at all, you know, it, you know, you have to have some sort of contract. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of stuff that doesn't involve like an official contract, but, um, Anytime I was concerned about anything, I, I did do one. And, um, you know, like, there's lots of boilerplate ones to find online, too. Like, I'm actually going to do kind of this collaboration project, which I'm excited about. And, um, you know, the girl I'm working with has been really, like, upfront and great and, like, sent over a contract and all this oh, nice. stuff. And that just makes everyone feel really good and solid, you know, right. that you're not, you know, and it seems like that's so fancy and, you know. <laughs> Official. Yeah, official and way too much, but it's not, you know, mm -hmm. it really isn't and it protects you in some way, you know. So what have you put in your own contracts or agreements that you think other people should when they're starting out? Um, I think it's really important to have, well, again, like, we're slightly different in what we would <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting, like, you know, there's a custom world not a trade show, a custom world for everything. You know, I, I think there really is. It's really, it's, it's, I don't know, it's really interesting. So I think having some sort of kill fee, um, like what you were saying, it's like, you know, at the end of it, when I present this to you and that's what you approved of, that's what you approved of. Right, yeah. Um, and then also like for me, I mean, a kill fee, like, okay, so um, if I've submitted a sketch um, then it's 20, you know, it's 25% of the work. If 25% of the payment due, if I presented, you know, somewhat final work, it's 50%, you know, some, something. Yeah. And, um, we actually did, um, we did have to do that with one of our clients, but it was very, um, I, I work with my friend on a couple, you know, we've worked on a couple projects together and, um, like she does the kind of the account management and, uh, you know, copy and I'll do the, the, you know, the design work. Um, and we had to invoke a kill fee on, on a client cause she just, the project fell through and it was totally great. Like she was really nice and she offered it up, but it was in our contract. Like, you know, we were like, Oh, what did, what did we agree on? <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, cause you know, I mean, and it wasn't, you know, it, that stuff can get 
luckily I haven't faced that, but you know, that stuff can get nasty, but, um, you know, she, you know, she was a great client and it was fine, but you know, it's, those things are really important because even if you don't finish the project, you've all done a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is, and I don't know how this works for you in terms of, um, like exclusivity or keeping rights to your work. mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, if you're doing like say a logo for someone that you're just giving them that image and then that's not your image anymore and they get to use it for whatever they want, um, you know, you're, you're going to have to charge a lot more, um, you know, versus just, you know, an image you're doing and it's very clear from the outset and you have to make it clear that this is, you own the rights to this and you person are getting to use this image in this context for this amount of time or whatever. I mean, those sorts of, those sorts of things are very important because, you know, you never know if something's going to be popular or not. And if you like gave up the right to this image of yours, you know, you don't know where it's going to go. So, or also if you are able to list it as work you've done, you know, I've, I've had clients that are like, um, they don't want me to post anything about it on social media. They don't want me to list it because they, I, I don't know if they're afraid of people poaching that or coming. Or from, they want to think that, that it's just coming from their company. Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, it's a trade, they, they feel it's a trade secret and fair enough. I'm not gonna, you know, but you're right. Um, with me, I'm the same way where, you know, I lay out explicitly what, they get um, what they what is theirs versus what is mine because I never want someone to think that um, you know just either way that either they have ownership to all of my formulas and we never said that or vice versa that you know they they can't do anything with it that you if we lay it out you know you can take that scent and you can do whatever you want with it and if we have that explicitly laid out, you can put it into candles or you could take it to another company to put it in, I don't Glade plugins, whatever you want to do, you know, (laughs) but it has to be clearly stated and you're right. And it has to, there has to be, um, not fees associated with it, but there has to be a pricing structure that either protects you or protects them. Yeah. So I think those are probably the main two things I like and also I think you kind of talked about this too but um, I usually require a deposit when brainstorming or when scent blending even begins you know so I don't want to kind of take a person's word that okay they really want to do this and then I spend a couple hours creating a scent for them or creating a new lotion formula or whatever it is and they're like, oh, no, sorry, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I still, I always require a non-refundable deposit ahead of time. Yeah, I think it depends. You know, I've done a bunch of, like, smaller stuff. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, you can pay me at the end, so we're not just whatever. But if it's someone I don't know and, like, I've had no association with. Right. Um, then yeah, I think it's really important to, you can either, you can have, like, a three-part fee or a, you know, deposit in the beginning and then the rest of it at the end. Like we had a longer project I was working on and it was, you know, we had three payments, you know, because it was, it was over the course of, of, you know, it was like 
just to start off, then the submission of the final draft, and then at the delivery of the the finals, you know. So, you know, things like that, I think it it just also keeps everyone just kind of honest and not not honest like someone's going to swindle you, but in the, like, oh, right, we're still working on this project. This is still happening, you know. (laughs) So we're at, we're past 30 minutes on this, so I guess we should probably get going soon. Uh, But I feel like maybe we should end it with a positive note about custom work because most of the talk has been like protect yourself and make sure everything's laid out and make sure you're paid which are all totally true but um yes so why do you like doing custom work you know what you were saying before is totally true about that you get to do fun stuff right you know i think that's i think that's where it's always great because it makes you think about your own stuff your own product line even more so like, oh, it'd be fun to incorporate this. Right. That'd be great. Or, it may, you know, I just think it's funny. Like, clients always have these weird ideas of what they want to do. And I think that's super great. Like, um, I actually don't like when someone's just like, you can do whatever. And it's like, <laughs> no, give me a parameter. Like, tell me that, you know, there needs to be a specific animal doing a dance or something, you know, like that sort of stuff is then I think really fun because then it's like, okay, I have this bizarro box to work in and I have to incorporate these elements. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, I think it's really fun. I think like if you get a good client, um, you know, you can do some fun stuff and then it's like, and it's out, maybe it's like, it's still within what you do, but it's different than, you know, all the stuff you already have. I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it stretches you. You know, you, you totally made me think of this time that I was, I don't know, let's say 13 or 14 years old. And I went to get my hair cut and, you know, the stylist is like, what do you want? And I'm like, just do whatever you want. Oh, no. And she looked at me like, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I, you know, back then I had no idea how, ri- not ridiculous that is, but just how she has no idea who I am. She doesn't. <laughs> and so... I needed to go in with special parameters of this is what I like and this is what I don't like. Even if you just can say like, I like, you know, I like when it comes to illustration, I like flowers, but I hate animals like that. Something like that. The truth is everyone has preferences. Like with you, it's like, I don't like this scent. And it's like, well, sometimes people don't think of it before. And I just find that if someone's like, whatever I usually try which doesn't happen that often but um you know you have to give them a real range of stuff and then all of a sudden they're like well I don't like these things and then it's actually great to hear it's actually for me just as important to hear what people don't like Mm -hmm. as much as they like so I think you hear that a lot from people too because it's like okay right if you don't like these things we'll just stay away from purple or you know rose scent or whatever you know because exactly. then it, then that that's just as helpful as the things they want right well laura where can people find you online they can find me at viskin fern f-i-s-k and fern <laughs> <laughs> dot com so that's the main place and um all right thank you so much laura thank you megan did you love that i love that and i hope you guys did too uh so check out all the show notes, it's going to be handmadebrooklyn.com slash episode 006, where we'll link everything that Laura and I were talking about, and also a link to Laura's website, fiskinfern.com, as well as her illustration site.
And just like last episode, once this one goes live at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time of that day, I will be on Periscope answering any of your questions. So you can find me at HandmadeBK on Periscope, which will also be in the show notes. Leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about this format. If you like it, I will definitely line up other people. But thank you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Handmade.